Welcome back to Self-Evident Podcast. Even though I'm not even on the screen right now, I thought that was my cue, but now I'm it's back on the off. screen. And you, that tells you how rusty I am because I haven't been on the show in what? It's been what? Three, three weeks? weeks? Is that something, what it is? Something is along that three line. Weeks? Look how rusty I am, man. This is crazy. Guys, hey, everybody, again, thank you for tuning in to Self-Evident Ministry, uh, Self-Evident Podcast. You got Mass Dog. You got Mike. Yo. Here we go, man. We've got a lot to cover. And so so forgive us for last week, too. It was Memorial Day weekend. We had a lot of things going on. We thought, you know, let's give everybody a break. And now let's come back. So if you guys would take a minute, please share this video on your streams. Yeah. Uh, if you go on YouTube, you can share it on YouTube. If you want to, I'm sorry, if you want to come on here, um, go ahead and share it on Facebook. Go ahead and share the SoundCloud link. Also, the Apple iTunes podcast. Guys, it's that easy. Show your friends on Apple Applecast. You guys can go on the podcast app on your Apple phone. And it'll show them right exactly where the self-evident podcast is. Also on Spotify, uh, BitChute. We have a lot of different Rumble. areas that were all over the place. And so we have a lot of things to cover tonight. I'm really excited actually to be here because there's so much to cover yeah. uh, with what's going on today. But the biggest thing's big. Um, we have just a lot of things to to, to kind of yeah. hammer out here. And and before we begin, guys, uh, I don't know if you've noticed but or you saw this article there's a couple of big investors that have just put their money into Rumble. We are on Rumble. So if you're sick of YouTube, you're sick of the crap that they're pulling, you're ready to try something else, why don't you try Rumble? Uh, Peter Thiel, who he was actually one of the original guys of Firefox. Firefox didn't like that he was a conservative and the thing he actually, what was it? He, he had donated to Prop 8 in California yep. or something, you know, defeating or, or yeah. supporting Prop 8, which was defining marriage as traditional between a man and a woman. I think that's correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to put it in the comments, at least saying you commented, but either ways, Peter Thiel is, is conservative guy. They've just shoved a bunch of money into rumble. Get on rumble. Check us out on there. Give us some support. Find us there. Find us wherever that you like to find your content and pull us on in, make your comments. We're going to do a share drive. Ready? So five seconds, share drive. Be sure to click that share Get button. Get her done. Click the like button. Click the comment button. Ready? Share. Boom. Yeah. So, guys, <laughs> I got to read this. James Madison once said, the preservation of a free government requires not merely that the meets and bounds which separate each department of power be universally mandated, but more especially that neither of those be suffered to overleap the great barrier which defends the rights of the people. In other words, if we have things, uh, uh, these three branches of government that are overlapping each other, that's why you're seeing the chaos. Watch this. Look what he says next. The rulers who are guilty of such encroachments exceed the commission from which they derive their authority, and they are tyrants. If we seek to unite all branches of government, he said, you are tyrants. And what have they been doing? Oh, at least 100 years almost now. Yeah. When you got a guy who's stacking the courts and adding more courts. Now it's like, well, we need the Democrats. We need uh, our own Supreme Court justices. He calls. He basically said if they try to unite all the branches of government, they're tyrants. That's exactly racism. All the stuff that you're seeing is overreaching government. Yeah. The only reason we have all these divisions is overreaching government. And and you've got what's going on now with the Supreme Court and every, the Democrats especially are attacking the Supreme Court and saying, you better rule the way that we want you to or else oh we're gosh. coming after you. And if you've noticed the Supreme Court in the past couple of weeks has actually ruled like nine to zero on a couple of cases, which shows that the Supreme Court is trying to kind of put out a signal of, no, 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 no. we're united. 
we rule as the judiciary. We don't rule for your agenda. This is going to be really interesting because what you're watching now is you're watching the judiciary and the legislative start going at war. That's right. Good. Good. That's fine by me because just like Massey was saying, when everybody gets in alignment and cooperates together, you have tyranny. Tyranny, big time. People say, I want Congress. I wish Congress would work together. No, I want as slow as possible. That's right, man. Because the slower they <laughs> go, you know, the, the fact is the less they pass, the less encroachment of rights they have on you. So like basically what they've been doing for years is encroaching on the rights of the people. You want to know how I know? Look around. Can't do anything for free. And now they're talking even about mandating vaccines and vaccine yeah. passports and all these things. Which, by the way, if you think about it, those can be easily duplicated on a black market. They're already doing that in Europe. You, you know what I mean? You, you it get just, your vaccine card or whatever and buy it on the black market. I'm sure there's some guy in Indian town that's printing them out already. <laughs> you ready for news bits? Let's do it, baby. News bits. Here we go. All right. Up, up, up. Up, up, up. Slide number one. The Fauci emails. So we all know it now. Fauci lied. Uh. We were right. He was wrong. We were right. He was wrong. We were we, right. We, yeah, he we, was wrong. Well, I think we've said this from the, <laughs> this is why we said, don't believe the lie. Did we know a virus existed? Yes. Nobody questioned the fact that there was a vaccine. I wasn't trying to say that there wasn't. I think at first I'm like, is this kind of a hoax? Is it not? You know what yeah. I mean? Is it just government oppression? And the only reason I said that before anybody takes what I said out of context, oh my gosh, you didn't believe there was a vaccine or there was a virus? No. Because governments have done this for so long where they would use lies against the people. We do it to get into war. I mean, it's a common thing. It's just, it, it is what it is. And it's shocking off, right? And it shows how far the barometer went with the people, how will, how much they're willing to sacrifice their own liberties for comfort, really. And it's, and it's scary. That's huge. The, the, and I was thinking about this, how easy it is for us to want to look for safety. And we start looking to experts like Fauci. 100%. Because we think they'll, they'll create safety for us. They'll protect us because they've got all the answers. What this proves is that Fauci didn't have all the answers. He didn't. But he pretended he did. And I think the worst thing, too, is not only not having the answers and pretending, but then coming out and flip-flopping all the time, which made him look worse and worse. And then everybody would say, well, you're not believing the science. Neither is he. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. We knew something was wrong. And the fact that they didn't want you to talk about Wuhan should tell you everything. I'm talking about the media, the press. They didn't want you to bring it up. But now it's saying it is man-made. It did come from there. And, and we all knew that. Nobody was trying to fake that. My whole question is, what's this whole thing with China? Why yeah. is it that some want to deal with them? The, 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 the Trump side was, we got to tax China. We got to go after China. Like, why are we getting involved in these foreign tariffs like this? And what's going on? Like, why are we doing this? When America right now is the one suffering. We're the ones suffering with high taxes. Uh, now we had uh, the G7 just met and did this big old global tax for like 18%, I think it was, on yeah. businesses, which we'll talk about another time. Yeah. But it's like people are taxing your money and you don't even know it. They're just taking your money. You know, while meanwhile, people are leaving their states in mass droves, right, and coming to other states. But all this happened because of fear. Churches shut down because of fear. We talked about this all the time. The problem was is a lot of people would believe it, but they were really scared to talk about it, yeah. and we weren't. And and you had a lot of social media, you had a lot of news media saying, if if you're buying into this crackpot theory of the Wuhan lab letting slip this virus, you're right wing extremist. You like you, Q, you, yeah. You're QAnon. You need to be silenced. And there were people getting silenced, and then overnight, things switched around. Overnight, suddenly, places like Straight the Washington up. Post, the New York Times were saying, well, 
okay, maybe this is legitimate and maybe we should pay attention to this because it could be plausible. Several months ago, you were telling us how it was crackpot theory. This was conspiracy theory. Well, that may be because Fauci and his friends wanted to direct it that way. So in an email, Dr. Fauci on January 31st, uh, Christian Anderson, who, mind you, just wiped his Twitter. So Zero Hedge, Hedge, who we get a lot of our news from, because guess what? They broke this stuff very early and they continued to break it. And now suddenly it's coming true. They were onto the Christian Anderson train. And so they were calling him out on Twitter and he wiped his Twitter and blocked Zero Hedge. But he stated on January 31st of 2020, on a phylogenetic tree, the virus looks totally normal. And the close clustering with bats suggests that bats serve as the reservoir, a.k.a. the foundation of the virus. The unusual features of the virus make up a real small part of the genome, less than 0.1%. So one has to look really closely at all the sequences to see that some of the features potentially look engineered. Something's happening here. Something's happening. It's science. It's a conspiracy you guys are talking about. It's all conspiracy. conspiracy. Oh, right. Because government would never oppress you. No, no. Oh, my gosh. Seriously, let's pause for a minute, okay? Because government would never oppress you. Who came against Jesus, dude? The government and and the Pharisees, right? Conspired. Conspired against him with the governor, with Herod. Think about this. The prophets confronted the governments, kings. Because the governments would never turn against you. We just talked about today's D-Day, 77 years ago. Yep. What were we fighting? A government. Who we, conspired? We, we've <laughs> got to get this out of our head that we, we somehow this government is, is perfect. It's not. Matter of fact, there's wicked men in office. And Noah Webster said, when we, when we elect people with corrupt, corrupt morals, it's on us. And that's what's been happening. So... This sounds natural, right? So Christian continues, and you got to pay attention to this. I should mention that after discussions earlier today, Eddie, Bob, Mike, and myself all find the genome, listen, inconsistent with expectations from evolutionary theory, a.k.a. this probably wouldn't happen just in the natural course of things, which in slide number two, which we're not going to yet, don't worry, Richard, we're going to point out <laughs> how rare this is. Whoa. I know Richard was like, Whoa. shoot. Ready. Whoa. So, oh, so now Fauci knew that this lab was doing gain of function research, which means making a virus more infectious for human beings. He's the one who forced this type of research. Fauci, Mr. Perfect, Mr. Time of the Year, Most Handsome Man, whatever he got ruled. Um, This was banned under the Obama administration, yet he was still forcing it. And guess what? One of his confidants, a man named Peter Dezak, who we talked about a while ago in his connections to the Wuhan lab, what he was doing was taking grant money and funneling it through his nonprofit, Equal Alliance, into uh, labs like the Wuhan lab, in order to do different virus uh, experimentation, including gain-of-function research. So, Peter Dezak wrote Fauci a letter thanking him for steering the conversation away from a lab leak theory. Let's go to slide two. 
So he thanks him. He says, as the PI of the ROI grant publicly targeted by Fox News reporters at the presidential press briefing last night, I just wanted to say a personal thank you on behalf of our staff and collaborators for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19 from a bat to human spillover. Not a lab release from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. From my perspective, your comments are brave. Coming from your trusted voice will help dispel the myths being spun around the virus's origins. Yep. Once this pandemic's okay. over, I look forward to thanking you in person and let you know how important your comments are to us all. Both of them had financial interest, interest in this lab. Is everybody seeing what's going on here now? Just follow the money. I just found out. I didn't know this. I, maybe it's because I was hiding under a rock or something. Guys like Gavin Newsom are Nancy Pelosi's nephew. There's, there's, I didn't know that. See that? It's just like there's so many things that you just follow. Nepotism. These, not only nepotism, dude. It's corruption. You just follow. Like, we, we don't want kings in our, in our country, right? But somehow because these people are in position and power, their own family gets birthrights just to be in office. Which is funny because the, the founders, the original architects of the Constitution, want to avoid the whole idea of birthrights, royalty, you know, a, a aristocratic class. And so they did away with these titles, tried to do away with the idea totally. of family origin, right? Totally. Still happens. Because government would never turn against you. When the first day, what homeboy's in office, right? He signs, he, he signs an executive order to allow women or men to go into women's bathrooms. Because government would never turn against its people. Never. Right? And corrupt morals ever. Right? And this is why we're seeing what we're seeing today. That everything has to be this. Uh, well, we'll show that in a minute. But it's like there's just so much corruption going on that it's not just the physical. It's in the spiritual first. It is. Then it represents itself in the, in the, in the physical. Absolutely. Let's go on to slide number three. So this is our second article. This is showing and proving that... This virus could not really be expected from an evolutionary process, like Anderson's email said. Well, guess what? We found the evidence of that. Two virologists, two distinguished virologists, say they have found unique fin fingerprints on COVID-19 that show it could not have come from nature, but from a lab. So, ooh, ooh dun, dun, dun. British professor Angus Dalgeish known for creating the world's first HIV vaccine. So this guy kind of knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's got an idea. Norwegian virologist Dr. Berger Sorensen. Berger? Berger? Berger. Berger. We'll go with Berger. Barbecue Berger? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, Berger. I don't want to make fun of the guy. <laughs> Actually, it's Berger. Berger. Okay. He's the chair of pharmaceutical company Immunor, has published 31 peer-reviewed reviewed peer-reviewed papers and hold several patents. Massey, how many peer-reviewed papers do you hold? None. Oh, me either. So this guy knows something we don't. Yeah, I've got, I've got videos. <laughs> we, we got videos on YouTube. So both wrote that they discovered these unique footprints while analyzing virus samples. So they found, here's, here's where the science comes in. Okay, so you're saying, you guys, you're just conspiracy theorists and you're taking some crackpots. Well, let's look at the science. And the science is actually backed up by a paper that came out of Indian, India, but was retracted because guess what? Pressure. Which this backs that up. They discovered unique footprints 
six inserts created through, guess what? Gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. So back in 2012, Fauci had argued that gain-of-function research was worth the pandemic risk. Unbelievable, dude. Worth the risk. Guess what? He made a lot of money off this pandemic. Sure did, dude. And was it? He's also got invested stock in Moderna, isn't it? Or Pfizer? I think so. Yeah, I think it's Moderna. Yeah. Uh, so, so allegedly, we've we we'd have to research that, but I'm I'm pretty sure he's no, he got does. some stock it, in one of those. Yeah. So you, you're seeing more and more that it's it's all about corruption. Who benefits from war? Consistent war. Governments. They 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 make so much money off of war. Because we sell U.S. arms, we sell equipment, we sell all these things. We're making money on it. Dude, nobody in this world would agree with war unless it was justified. So why a 20-year war, 21-year war? Why? Why are we doing it? You know what I mean? What's going on? The same thing. And if we're constant under emergency, that's when the Constitution can be overrun because then that gives authority to, to the federal government. So you're seeing that um, more and more, if we can't see what's going on, then you're a part of the problem. I have to say that now. If you can't open your eyes and see what is going on, you're a part of the problem. Because now, I don't care if they're left or right. Governments now are basically dictating how you live your life, what your morals are, what you should believe, what you shouldn't believe, what you need to watch on, uh, uh, on your social medias. They'll tell you who to watch now because they're censoring, right? This is straight up big brother, big daddy, whatever you want to call it. It's only going to get worse. Right. And, so, and, and our job is not to let it happen. And that's why we do it. That's why we do what we do. The bottom line is, though, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. The only thing that'll get this thing to work is Christ. Amen. Why are we trying with earthly means to undo what men did? It's impossible when it's the Lord that created it. God gives me rights, not man. God creates government and law, not man. So here we are. He uses vessels, yes, but man could corrupt it. And we've been seeing that over and over and over, you know? And one of the reasons that we point out all these news articles is to help you be more informed, but... You notice we tried to tie the spiritual in because without the spiritual, there's just no point to all of this. But you need to be informed at the same time you, because otherwise you're very easily swayed by the information that's put out to you by MSN or CNN. Or and I'm not even being mocking in a conservative sense. It's just we tend to focus on these major platforms like Fox News, CNN, MSN, AP, and they tell us things and we go, okay, yeah, that makes sense. So we don't tend to pay attention to what's really going on, we pay attention to the narrative. Once you pay attention to what's really going on, then you can start to understand, oh, wow, this is more spiritual than I realize. So let's go further in this. So these two virologists, they found that the SARS coronavirus 2 has no credible right. natural ancestor. Mm -hmm. And that is beyond reasonable doubt, okay? So in a court case, they're saying this would convict. That the virus was created via laboratory manipulation. Um, Facebook now isn't going to stop people from saying that. Thank you, Overlord Facebook. Thank you for finally deciding that we can say that now that all of it's come out. So last year, Sorensen told a Norwegian broadcaster that the properties of COVID have never been detected in nature. That for the U.S. has collaborated for many years on coronavirus research through gain-of-function studies with China. Mind you, China in this lab had military studies going on where they were creating human-like lungs in mice. Funny, coronavirus affects the lungs. Their paper 
is going to be published in the quarter review of biophysics discovery. Okay, so it's not just some crackpot paper. This is where it gets really interesting. So hear me out on the science of this. It'll make sense. They found a row of four amino acids in a protein spike. This had been spliced onto a Chinese cave bat coronavirus. So they took a coronavirus, they spliced these four protein amino acids. Now, you'll say, who cares? Whatever. Here's the thing. These four amino acids in a row do not occur naturally. They are positively charged, which causes the virus to tightly cling to the negatively charged parts of the human cells, right? Oof. Positive, attracted, and negative. Now, here's the thing. Positive charges repel each other. So finding three in a row is a super rare occurrence in nature. Four in a row is extremely unlikely. He's Sorensen said himself, the laws of physics mean you cannot have four positively charged amino acids in a row. The only way you can get this is if you artificially manufacture Listen it. to that, dude. And these guys ain't no joke. No. They're, they're, not, they're not just saying this to be... Uh, what do you call it? Conspiratorial. These guys are really saying, look, and you know what? I find it funny that our government are people. And then we have people, people who do this for a living. Yeah. We shouldn't listen to them. Right. I got a question, Mike. What, sure. about, what, 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 what are we doing? So like, I'm all about solutions. I really am. I'm all about solutions. I'm all about, we know for the most part, if you're watching this and you're a Christian and you're a conservative for us, if you're a constitutionalist and you love the law, you love the Lord, you love these things, you weren't afraid with what was happening, you wanted to stand firm, you're not going to get a vaccination, right? But what do we tell people who are like on the fence about vaccinations? I just talked to someone yesterday about, man, should I vaccinate my baby? What do I do? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, because they're, they're, they're new. Obviously, nobody should vaccinate their kid for this, but solutions. What do we do? And I have some ideas, but I kind of want you to throw this because what we're talking about now is a whole lot of rhetorical stuff that people are going to talk about. But the average person is looking at this going, what the heck do I do? What do I do? So one of the reasons that we give you information is so that Come on. you know how you can act accordingly. And with this information, you go, okay, so that doesn't tell me much. But what it does tell you is how to make your decisions more effectively. Because if you go the government line and you go completely natural. It's total pandemic. Hundreds of millions of people are dying right now. There were studies that came out where people were asked and Democrats overwhelmingly, Republicans less so, believed that 30% of the US population had died from coronavirus. So what happens is we, we take in the wrong information. So then we have the wrong understanding of what's going on. We're disseminating this information so people can make the right decision, 100%, right? 100%, 100%. I think, too, that on top of that, there's many things we can do. You have to choose now which side you're going to be on this whole thing. Yeah. The second thing, though, is you can't just choose a side and say, I'm doing it because of my conviction. If you don't know what you're talking about, you can't articulate no. your position. So when it comes to like, like I, I want a show of likes and hearts and all that stuff. How many of you guys are afraid of what people think about you? Show, show me hands. Or, uh, let me ask it this way. How many of you are not afraid of what people think of you? Can I get some likes and comments down here? Who cares? 
about what people think of you? Can anybody just start throwing some hearts up there? Because because if you don't care about what people think about you, throw some hearts at me. And there's a reason I'm asking that. Because when you start not caring about what people think, you'll start to understand truth and you'll start to deliver the truth in love. You won't deliver the truth for truth's sake. What happens is we start to do this uh, uh, truth thing that, oh my gosh, if they don't listen to me, they're in the wrong. No, these people are blinded. The Bible says that the God of this world has blinded their eyes with darkness, right? So what happens is they're so blinded that they won't see. And the problem is they're so riddled with fear because like Pastor Todd was talking about in a sermon earlier today, that because of behavior modification, not the spirit of God transforming us, behavior modification has created a person now that if as long as I do good, God will do me good. As long as we do good, God will do me good. That is not the promise of God. If you're his son in righteousness, your days are good. He's ordained those steps for you. That whether through death, life, persecutions, buffets, uh, if you're buffeted, if you're shipwrecked and all these things, like Paul said, I am still, I still have the favor of God in my life, no matter what, that all things work together for good. And so we've created a bunch of people who are afraid. And so they go to the government or so they go, they open up their churches for crying out loud as vaccination centers. That's what they're doing. They won't open up their churches to do a prayer meeting. Let's get real. But they'll open up their churches for vaccinations. That is blasphemy before God. That's blasphemy. I don't care, I don't care if you think I'm mad about this. Because this is not right that our churches now are supplying vaccinations. But we won't supply the healer. Dude, and that's something people don't realize is... Instead of going to providing the active healer who is the Lord, we say, well, we'll provide you a vaccination center. What you're basically saying is the Lord can't do this, but man can. Do you under, like seriously? I, do people understand that? That if if you're going, well, we'll open up a vaccination center. I understand. And and I was thinking about this during Todd's sermon this morning. How those those videos of people bending the knee and bowing in repentance to black people. You think you're right. You think you're righteous, but you're a fool because you should not bend the knee to any man but to the Lord. You have not committed your sin against man. You've committed it against God. That's, that's exactly and it's it. the same thing with vaccination. 100%. You have not. Put your faith in the Lord as the healer. You put your faith in man. We need to understand this, that the things that look right when we're going by the world standard are in fact foolish. We're not following God's wisdom. We're following the world's wisdom. So when we decide I'm going to follow the world's wisdom in terms of vaccinations, in terms of bending the knee to Black Lives Matter, which we'll get to, in terms of supporting and not just tolerating, but promoting lgbt stuff during june dude i'm telling you there's something off and we'll talk about this in a minute but there's something absolutely wrong when you will try to invite people of a different kind but not preach the cross of christ and that's the caveat because immediately people will be like oh so you don't want to invite others who aren't like you no, no, no. you are more than welcome all are welcome bro i will give you the cross i will give you the gospel you choose whether to take or reject. That's up to you. I, I still love you. However, I cannot 
look you in the eyes, and not give you the gospel. Yeah, man, come as you are, but leave as he changes you. Leave as leave the as follower changed. of Christ. Yeah. See, the bottom line is, okay, let's go with you. You're born this way. Fine. I'll take that. I'm altogether born in sin, and sin my mother conceived me. Fine. Listen to me. You must be born again. That is the difference. You must be born again. That is the work of Christ in your heart. When you've, you have a regenerated spirit now, his Holy Spirit now dwells in you. You only do those things which your father, that the Father has sent him to do. Jesus said, I only do those things which my Father tells me. And he said, as my Father sent me, so I send you. Are we listening to a different God? Did he change his rules? Did he change his word? No, he did not. This is why we need to continue to continue to preach the gospel. It is Jesus Christ that came to set you free through his death and resurrection. Through his death and resurrection, when he's resurrected, all of a sudden there's this thing that happens where I have the Holy Spirit. I have my soul. My, my spirit is now regenerated, right? I want the things of God. Then there's this thing called the Holy Spirit baptism. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to talk about that because, oh my gosh, that'll set the church ablaze. So what? Let, it, it, let it, it be set action. ablaze. It means that's exactly it. You know why we don't preach it? Because it means action, because it means taking responsibility. So when the baptism of the Holy Spirit comes, it totally takes you from a person who's a Christian into someone that Jesus said, greater work shall you do than I did. It takes you farther than where you once were before. It actually now gives you the power to tread over snakes and serpents and scorpions. It gives you the power to walk in healing and in holiness. It gives you the power to go talk to other people and say, I don't care what the world says to me. I do care about what Christ says to me. That's a power that only comes from heaven, and you need to be endued with it. You need to be endued with it. Amen. So slide number four. Oregon. There was a school board in Oregon, and and we'll do this quick because I know we're we're running and and we really want to get to the military stuff. So this school board had originally had a revised policy where they would put BLM and pride flags in every room. Um, honestly, I'm going to be honest. I'm just being honest with you. Honesty is the best course. I picked this one because, dude, this is this this whole situation is delicious to me. So this was an updated policy, yet the school board shot down their own updated policy, which I wonder who wrote it. They voted five to two not to include this revision, which thank goodness. But one of the school board members, Robin Stowers, do not contact. Don't contact. Don't just leave it alone. She was one of the two who actually cared about the students, okay? And she was not siding with the white, male, hetero, straight, privileged, ableist, racist, sexist, homophobic, uh, toasterous patriarchy. She states, as a board member, I would like to apologize to our students for this traumatic experience. All students deserve to be seen, heard, and respected. Your identities and your human rights should not be up for public debate. The intention of this policy is to create safe, welcoming, inclusive spaces for all students. To do that, we must first accept that not all students in this district have the privilege of feeling safe and representative in the classroom environment. We must accept and understand that institutional racism and oppression is real so that we can take steps to eradicate them from our schools. She continued, the United States is not perfect. Under the American flag, there is a history of attempted genocide of Native Americans, stolen land, 
broken treaties, Native American boarding schools, enslavement of black people, segregation, Jim Crow, police <coughs> brutality, Japanese internment camps, Chinese Exclusion Act, forced acts of sterilization, anti-LGBTQ laws, exploitation of migrant workers, and other human rights violations at the southern border, just to name a few. Oh, and by the way, the pride flag would literally save lives, according to her. No. You want me to tell you what the pride flag is doing to this month? Extorting gay people to spend money. Money, money, money. Let's get real. No other business would fly that any other time except in the month of June. It's called extortion. They don't care about you. They care about your money. Let's get real. That's what's happening. They're turning it into... Here, Pastor Todd. Uh, I, I, I think the more I talk to, to people in my circle, the more I think, man, I wish I had more time to cover what I want to cover, right? Yeah. But I'm going to be honest with you guys. What the heck does it matter who you sleep with? Why do I want to celebrate that? Why do you have to promote it? I'm going to get gross on you for a minute. Why don't we promote military style month next month? Because that's how you like sex. Doggy style month. That's because that's how you like sex. What do I care who you want to sleep with? Why do we need to exploit that? Why do we need to talk about that? That is none of my business. And you know what? It is not your business to tell me your business. I don't want to know your business. I don't care to know your business. I don't. That's the gross, disgusting thing that's happening with this movement. And it's not normal. It's just not normal. It's wrong, and it's antithetical to America's values. This woman's talking about uh, 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 Native Americans and all these other things, and like we, we, we did all these things to people and slavery. Okay, I'll give you the fact that some of these things happened. Absolutely they did, right? Was it under the banner of America? Or was it because people can corrupt what liberty is? See, the flag is just a flag. The, the America is just a piece of land. Liberty is in the heart of people. And when man legislates, because look what's happening now. 60 million babies have been aborted. Do we say anything? No. How much more pedophilia is happening now that we're allowing women in, or men to go into women's bathrooms and rapes? Are we talking about that? No, we're not, right? How about this? Because you want to take away the guns from people, they don't want to def they can't defend themselves anymore. So no more murders are happening. Oh, why don't we talk about Democrats that every single place that you're in rule and power and authority, there's more murders happening in your capital cities. Why don't we talk about that? So you want to talk about the oppression of what happened in the past? Look at the oppression that's happening today. The Christians are being silenced. Well, not us, but the, the average Christian. And they, you know what's funny? I'm sorry, Christian, but it's true. I, I think in the end, all I know is here we are living this life, and I have to stand before God one day. And I know this stuff happened a couple hundred years ago, you know, where we had slavery and all these other things, but so what? Yeah, I know. That sounds terrible, doesn't it? As a Mexican, that sounds terrible what I said. So what? Why aren't you willing to talk about the oppression happening today? That the slave trade is still happening today with young women, and we won't talk about it. Why? Why won't we talk about it? So you'll say, who cares to this? If someone says, who cares to that? Because I can't do anything to change it. Why is it that that's wrong? Why can't we talk about, I want to talk about what happened in the past. I do. I welcome the debate. I welcome what's happened in the past. Because it wasn't right. We've always said that. We stand against it. We condemn it. All these things. But they keep doing this where they're bringing up history that we can't change. And then slathering it on top of you and saying, you have this original sin. Oh, by the way, you can't fix it. 
there's nothing you can do to fix this or reconcile. You carry the original sin. Guess what? There's no repentance, no forgiveness. I think too, like you look at how they're using oppression today. You look at how they're using oppression today. They're oppressing people all in the name of protecting a few. Isn't that what happened with slavery? That's what happened. And you know what? This has nothing. I've said it a hundred times. I'll continue to say it. Racism to me is not racism. It's hatred. Bottom line is man thinks he's above another man. That's called pride. What does God condemn the most? Pride. Seven deadly sins. That's good. Right? It's, it, it, what we're doing is we're allowing the few to control the many. That's what's happening right now. Less than 3% of America is gay. And we're allowing the few to control the many. And let's be honest here. We need more churches to stand on their pulpits and do what we're doing. And, and to talk about it. And only a fraction of those who are actually gay are activists like this. There's a, a big group of them who are like, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to force churches to do what they don't want to do. I just want to live. Live. I want you to. I don't think the government should be involved in marriage at all. Keep going. Right? Government shouldn't be involved in marriage. Marriage is a religious institution. So then it's up to the church. Does the church want to participate in this or not? Government shouldn't be giving tax breaks to married couples versus unmarried couples, this or that, and saying, oh, well, you're gay, so I can't give you a tax break. You have a legitimate argument on that. Go for it. But should government be involved in the marriage issue in the first place? No! Exactly. You know what I mean? So this is where it all comes down to when the church abdicates its responsibility and gives it to a Which government. they've done over and over and over right. and over. But this is where we get to change that. This is where we get to do something. This is where we mm -hmm. as individuals get to be the church, right? Because if you're, there's 300,000 Protestant pulpits in America, over 300,000. If they're not willing to stand, guess what? God will stand for you. And he'll stand with you. He'll stand for you. And the thing is, is God has never used a majority to win his battles. This is the hope I have, that no matter what, I'm doing what I'm called to do. And thank God he uses us because we're faithful, not because we're perfect, but because we're being faithful to the word. Amen. The word of God is established. It can, it's inerrant. It cannot be changed, and I will not change it. And the bottom line is he hates sin. He hates sin. And we can't defend sin. We can't, dude. The bottom line is I love people just like he loved the woman in Samaria, which was illegal to talk, talk to a woman as a Jew. It was illegal to do a that. A Sumerian woman. A Sumerian woman who had five husbands. He still loved her enough to correct her and to tell her, look, this is the truth. I'm living water, right? I'm the guy. I'm the guy that you need, right? He was talking about himself. That's called love. That wasn't tolerance. He didn't tolerate her five husbands. He didn't tolerate the woman caught in adultery. He told her, go and sin no more. There was no, there was no tolerance of it. He loved her enough to show her mercy, just like he showed. I show them mercy, but my job is also to tell them the truth and love. And, and our argument isn't even directed towards LGBTQ exclusively, okay? This is not a discussion about whether or not homosexuality is wrong. It's the enforcement, especially behind this whole agenda, this activist movement that is trying to promote it and tell us what our beliefs can or cannot be. Right. That's where our fight is. Our fight is not with a person who is gay. Our love is for you. That's right. Our discussion about, hey, what does Christ want for you? That's for you. This, this whole discussion right now is not for you. 
This discussion is for the people who are telling us, if you don't promote this, if you don't determine that your religion Bingo, is you wrong it. and that we need to change what Scripture says in order to promote your agenda, that's who we're fighting. Because I will not change Scripture just to make you feel better. I will not change what I know the Lord has said just to make man right. Because man is not right. The wisdom of the world is foolish. My battle is not with the person who has these feelings and these drives. My love and compassion is for that person. My battle is with the person who decides that my Lord is wrong and therefore my Lord needs to be oppressed. That's right. That's my it. battle's with you. I like Gloria's comment right now. She says, give us our assignments, Lord. Amen. That's Amen. what I'm talking about. Let's go to the military. Yeah, let's do it. So military, you want to do the history or let's just get No, let, no, let's just, let's do what we're doing here. Okay. Let's just follow the line. We got, you, you want to go into the history we got, section? We got, we got a good 17 minutes. So let's get yeah, this done. Yeah. Guys, we got this. If you want to go late, let us know. It's okay. We'll go four hours. We'll be with you. But I'm glad we talked about what we <laughs> talked about because we got to yeah. continue to talk about it. And, and we never were ashamed of talking this, about this stuff. We think that a lot of the arguments out there are useless. They're not fighting the right fight. They're fighting the fight that is uh, branches on the tree instead of the root of the problem. Yeah. We hate Christ. We hate his standards. And we need to show people that he loved them and he died for them too. And that will convert the heart that God died for them. Even while we were yet sinners, Christ died for me. Right? That's the whole thing. So, so equip yourself to know how to preach the gospel to people. Because there's a lot of people that are looking for hope. That's why they're falling into sin so bad. They're looking for something outside of themselves to ease their condemnation. And yet in that, they find more condemnation, you know? So let's get into our military. So it's D-Day. And honestly, so I had built this for last week's podcast, which we ended up taking a pause. Hope you guys understand. We appreciate the fact that you're still tuning in. Please. Thank you. Today, Keep is, sharing the videos. Today is D-Day. And when it hit me this morning, it was like, oh, thank you, Lord, the fact that we're covering this, because I included stuff about D-Day. So our military, Massey, if you want to go kind of through constitutional Article 1, Section 8, Clause 12, what was military intended for through the Constitution? It was, it was, it was to support and to defend us. So there's two primary functions of government, is to protect our rights and to protect us from foreign invaders. That's the two main functions of, of government. And if you look at the Articles of Confederation, the term general welfare was actually to protect each other from foreign invaders between the states. So the Articles of Confederation actually went deeper. It was a very cool document. It wasn't very well perfected. Great document. But we have here Article 1, Section 8, Clause 12. The Congress shall have power to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to that use shall be for a longer term than two years. Why? Why? And it says to raise and support armies. But it doesn't say anything about standing armies, because in the Bill of Rights, we will have no standing army. They didn't want standing armies because standing armies in the middle of our streets looks like a war zone. And they knew that people with standing armies, there's going to be a lot of corruption. That's why you see sometimes I'm not saying you know what I'm saying here, but there's policemen who do wrong things. Right. Because they have a power trip or whatever. It's like government. They all have power trips for the most part in a lot of ways. So the founders were concerned about a standing army. They knew that Caesar, they know about Caesar marching into Rome and Cromwell using the army to abolish parliament. And under the crown, the king could raise an army whenever he wanted, even in peacetime. You know what that does? It creates a lockdown. Do you guys remember Boston? The Boston bombings. Do you remember when they locked down Boston for two days and they had tanks running through the streets? That was probably one of the most scary things I've ever seen that 
people again were willing to shut their doors and let an army run through the streets in Boston. That happened because of a of a young kid who was a unib or a bomber. What I don't I want to say the unibomber, but a bomber yeah. with a backpack, and say so they were going through the streets with tanks, legit. I don't even know who it was. I don't think it was National Guard. It didn't look like National Guard to me. Yeah, I, could, I, I could be wrong. Remember. But this is what happened when people can just erect standing armies. They didn't want that because it creates oppression. It creates a rule of law. Dude, are you going to do anything wrong when someone's got a gun pointed to your face? I'm sorry, not wrong. Are you going to do anything against their rules and laws, which could be against your rights, when you got a gun pointed to your face? I just want peace, man. Well, you know what? In your peace, they're giving you slavery. That's what's happening now. In your peacetime, because you think there's peace, peace, and I got to tolerate. They're enslaving you with what's going on. Coronavirus was uh, such a litmus, and it taught us a lot about the state of the church. It did, right? Let's continue. Uh, under the crown, the king could raise up an army whenever he wanted. But leading up to the revolution, the British had forced the colonists to quarter and support British, support British troops. This is why they wrote in the Bill of Rights that no standing army in time of war will ever be quartered. Like, no, they can't quarter because they didn't want that to happen. Because what was happening was there was rape and, and pillaging and all this other stuff. Crazy, crazy stuff, right? The framers also understood the dangers of foreign countries. Even countries like France and Spain had a presence in America. They were afraid because... What are their intentions? You don't know. They're not here. They're not with us. So what is a foreigner's intention? I think it's like in churches, right? Sometimes you get people coming from the outside. What is their intention? You know, wh what's going on? You got to kind of read them. You got to kind of feel them out. You know what I mean? All that stuff. Or life, you know, when, when someone wants to date your daughter, right? You're thinking, hey, what's the guy about? What's his intentions, right? He, he says he's a Christian, but he's a Christian. You know what I mean? It happens with anything. It's called discernment. You judge things, right? You discern. Excuse me. They attempted to control a standing army by the Constitution by the appropriations power of Congress. They did not satisfy the anti-federalists because James Burr called a standing army in times of peace one of the most hurtful and most dangerous of abuses. But the federalists argued a government needed to raise an army. You know why? Because the federalists were like, hey, there's a lot of bad people out there. Federal, the anti-federalists are like, yeah, those bad people could be in the military. And the federalists were like, yeah, but there's bad people. We need a military. See what I'm saying? So there's this great debate of, of who's right and wrong. The founders had a vision of a force for defensive purposes only. That was the purpose of Article 1, Section 8, Clause 12. Only for the defense of the states. Only for the defense from foreign invaders. Now, politics has allowed foreign invaders to come into our politics to destroy America. They're not coming with guns. They're coming from the inside. Because now you have guys like Bernie Sanders who are like, why can't we be more like Sweden? Why do you want to be like a foreign country? We're not a foreign country. Why can't we be more like Denmark and Norway? Think about it. It's no longer with guns, right? Let's continue. This is why Congress had the purse strings for the army. You know why the Congress has it, not the Senate? Because we elect Congress. And if we elect corrupt Congress, they hold the purse strings. That's why the purse strings were in the hands of the, the, the Congress. And do you know why Congress? Because they're the House of Representatives. They represent us directly. So we had the say on what they could spend and not spend on. But now that's gone corrupt. In 1947, the Department of Defense was created, and they took on the responsibility of authorizing almost all aspects of the budget and appropriating the funds for services. Originally, though, the Army was supposed to be an expansible force. During the Cold War, the military became maintained and established during peacetime. Let's go to slide five. Let's do slide five. I want you to see this. That's D-Day. D-Day. June 6th. What was it? 1944. I want you to think about what those men were thinking. 
So D-Day, they had to take that beach. Now, mind you, the weather had been bad. It was what? Uh, Utah Beach, Normandy. N- Normandy, uh, Nebraska, right? Nebraska. There was there was Utah Beach. There was uh, Nebraska, Nebraska Beach. A couple others. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and pull that picture back up. Just, Dude, that so is such a powerful just... photo. I, I want you to think about this. Wow. I want all of you to think about what those men are thinking. You, that ramp, that, that wall in front of you on that boat, that ramp is going to go down and you have to swim and then wade yourself to the beach. Mind you, while you have German machine gun nests mowing you down with no cover, they had to take this in order to make an invasion possible to fight back Nazi troops. This was our military at the height of World War II. These men, 18, 19, 20, whatever, how many years old? I want you to imagine being 18 years old uh, facing German machine guns while you're trying to swim to shore with no cover whatsoever. These were men. For real. This is our military. So our this honestly in my mind this is the pinnacle of what military of what our army our navy our marines do means you know what's crazy is I, we have this documentary called Band of Brothers and there's a guy in there from the from the World War II area who said there were people lying to get in because they were so young they were lying because they wanted to they go wanted serve to their country so bad he said and and, and he said that uh, a lot of people that were four F that could not go committed suicide. Because they felt so useless that they couldn't serve our nation. I'm not glorifying suicide by any means. It's a but mental health issue. they were so passionate. But they were so passionate about defending our nation that they would kill themselves and say, I'm just worthless if I cannot defend my nation. How powerful is that? What a heart. That, you know what, I'm just, I'm useless. Nobody's saying obeisance to nations or what. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is their heart and their passion was, I want to serve my country. Right? And so it's crazy because, like, these people would go out of their way to serve their nation. They would lie because there was someone were 16, 15 years old, lie about being 18 just to get in the military, somehow fake it. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. And, uh, you know, but nowadays we're lying to get out of the military and we're showing ads like E. Let's go to the video and then we'll, we'll talk about this. So this video, this is a comparison of a Russian army ad versus an American army ad. And, uh, no more introduction. Let's roll it. Новой жизни. Что ты знаешь о себе? На что ты способен? Вопросы могут остаться без ответов, но разве ты узнать себя, познать границы своих возможностей? К черту границы. А без боя нет победы. Но на самом деле главный враг это задача выследить врага, догнать его, превзойти, стать лучше, чем он. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. To marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength. I'm US Army Corporal Emma Malone Lord, and I answered my call. Okay, so before we get the negative emails, negative comments that, oh, you guys are just crapping on all of our military service members, I want you to go back to that picture of D-Day. 
there are a lot of military members who have this heart. So I don't want you to think that what we're about to talk about in this ad comparison, that we believe that all the military members are <laughs> not like that. But what's frustrating is the American direction of our military has gone away from the defense of the nation, of sacrificing yourself for a greater good. Mind you, in the Revolutionary War, don't forget, they had trouble paying their troops. They had to ask people to volunteer and say, look, we'll pay you when we can. They had men without shoes, without coats, without rations, without money that were fighting for a greater common good. And what now the army is promoting in their marketing, in their <laughs> advertising, is not strength and bravery and courage. It's, oh, by the way, we're diverse. So let's go to slide number six. This was an article on the army website. Diversity is army strength. In this article, the same conversation automatically comes up with the discussion, of course, of right-wing extremism, radical hate groups, neo-Nazis. Do you see what's going on? This stuff is pervasive. And when it's eating out your army and you have somebody like Russia, and I've seen the Chinese military advertisements, which show strength and unity and courage and bravery, and ours are showing, hey, I've got two moms, so therefore that justifies me being in the military. Do you see that this is, this is eating away at every single level? I want the D-Day army. That makes me want to be a part of that. 100%. Also, too, if you, if you just take a step further, um, it's one of those things that ends civilizations is no more morals. Thank you. That's the last step, basically, to destroy a nation is no more morals. Genders, for some reason, get hit the most. It's kind of the sexual revolution of nations. Uh, it's kind of happened in history. It's kind of a known thing. Uh, it's something that Hitler used as well. You know what I mean? This whole uh, extortion of certain sexuality and all these other things. But <clears throat> what we're seeing today is more government propaganda than anything. I don't think a lot of people buy into it. I think it's just forced. It's kind of like the coronavirus. It was, if it was really a pandemic, would you really need to keep promoting it in the media? You would just kind of know a pandemic exists, but they keep promoting that this is a pandemic. It's the same thing with the whole sexuality thing. Um, and more and more people, I should say more and more famous people are falling into it. I don't think more and more people. I think you're enraging a lot more people. A lot more people are really getting enraged and they're actually doing something now in their churches that they've never really done before, like having prayer meetings and like uh, going out and actually trying to witness to their neighbor and making sure that we can be a voice uh, in the wilderness. And, 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 and if you've never done that before, you should try it. <laughs> Go out and talk to your neighbor. But there's so many people in this country that need Jesus Christ. And that's where we're standing is that God created them male and female. God created them whole. He knew them before in their mother's womb, before they were even formed. He knew them. So all these things are happening. And here we are as set for the defense of the gospel to teach them. They are created by God who they are. Right. But the last thing that happens in civilizations to go is, is this notion of genders, this notion of sexuality. And what it does, it perverts people and it weakens them. It weakens people when you can get into a sexual revolution. It weakens men. It weakens women. 
because we're not vigilant anymore. We're focused on our self-gratification and our lusts. We were talking about that earlier today, right? That when we focus on our self-gratification and lusts, I'm no longer vigilant anymore. I care about what I want, and that's destroying nations. And it's happened to every... Rome is a great example of that. Here we are as a nation. What makes us think we're not going to fall? Because of this, we have to stand now. And I'm so glad you brought that up because it really isn't... So we're we're not attacking the military and the members no, of the military. Gosh, like, no, dude. That's, that's why we put up the D-Day stuff to honor the bravery of military members. The problem is what we're seeing is is exactly what you're talking about, the signs of decay, the signs of of the crumbling. And what I immediately came to mind was the metaphor of the wall is crumbling. So as a society or a civilization grows, so originally it starts out very small. And you have to have a lot of the tribe members being protective in order to, you know, protect the tribe. And as the tribe grows, you you can build walls around your tribe. And so you have less and less members around manning those walls. And at some point, it grows and grows and grows. And if the walls start to decay, the tribe becomes vulnerable. And our frustration is the walls are not only decaying, we're now putting forth standards and policies that are promoting the decay of the wall. So let's go to slide number seven. This is that decay that we're talking about. So even one of the first female infantry officers is speaking against, against the fitness test revisions. So you may have heard about this, but they're revising the fitness test because guess what? 57% of females fail the army physical training test versus 7% 7% of men. She argued it places soldiers and missions at risk, which she's right. So the military introduced plans to score men and women differently. Under Obama, women became eligible to serve in all jobs, a.k.a. front line. So not only did you change the standards, but then you say, okay, well, women can fight on the front lines. The place where the standards are the most important. Do you see what's going on is as we lose our vigilance, what ends up happening is we tear down our standards, we tear down this stuff, and it decays and falls apart because all of a sudden we decide, well, we can't offend a woman if she can't hold the standards of the physical test. What happens when her partner who weighs 230 pounds gets shot? Yeah, how's she going to carry him? How's she going to carry him? How's she going to get him out? Or, and and now we're at the point where we're like, well, what pregnant women should fight at the front line? I don't care if she wants to. She's supposed to be furthering our nation, growing the next generation. So you can call me sexist, whatever. Shoot the emails. That's fine. She should not be on the front lines. Women and children. Even the unborn should not be on the front lines. It should be our men that are on the front lines. Nail our strongest, it, Come on. our best should be on the front lines. Why? Because there are people who want to take our head. That's the problem with living in a wicked world is that you are living with people who want to take off your head. Some of them for a reason, some for no reason. So when you have nations that are coming against you, you have to have strength. You have to have unity. You have to have high standards. I don't want our military to be an equal opportunity employer. 
Exactly. We need the best of the best, the cream of the cream to defend this nation. It's just like with anything. It's with any job. You want the cream of the cream, the best of the best. It's with ministry. You want the cream of the cream. You want what God ordained and exacted. Uh, when we're looking for husbands and wives, don't you want the best, like what God has created for you? It's anything, right? We go to restaurants. We judge them by what they do and what they don't do. And yet we're weakening the military by gender things. Diversity is this our is a, This has nothing to do with you being a woman or anything like that. This has everything to do with defense of the military. If you're capable of doing it, don't lower yeah. the standard then. Yeah. Don't if lower you, the standard. If you can, and and there have been a few women who have been able to pass the standards as they were but originally a were. A few. If you can pass those standards, okay. But they've even lowered it for men, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Because guess what? Men <laughs> can't reach those standards, which is an, a whole nother discussion. Our point here is, look, we honor the military because the military stands up and defends us. They sacrifice their lives for us to defend our freedoms, to defend our liberty. You can say, okay, they're used in colonialist wars, of course, right? But those men and women, they still are putting their lives on the line when foreign foreign attackers or interests are coming against us. Because guess what? There are a lot of countries who hate us purely because we're America. That's it. That is the only reason. So I, I support the troops, and my argument is not with the troops. My argument is with those who are trying to use them for wicked means. However, our argument also is with the fact that we cannot tear down these walls that protect us and still expect to be protected. We cannot decide these standards need to fall and shrink, yet still expect us to be safe and peaceful and have liberty. I look at that photo of those men on D-Day and think, could I do that? Yeah, exactly, dude. Those are men, brave, courageous soldiers who saw a greater need and a greater purpose, and they went for it. They knew what they had to do. And there are men and women today who do that. But don't lower the standards. Don't decide that this is a... Notice in the American ad what it's basically said was, I'm here to make myself feel better. We're not here for that. We're here to protect. And I honor those who have served us to protect. Here it's self-evident. Look, we love our military members. We love our veterans. We love our Constitution. We love the founding fathers who gave up so much in order to defend our liberties, our natural God-given rights. And all the stuff we talk about, why do we talk about it? We talk about it because we want a nation that honors God and lives freely. We, I would rather live under tyranny and know you have Christ than live liberated and you walk without Christ. And that's the caveat. But we want both. Because we know a land that honors and follows the Lord is a land that's peaceful, free, and liberated. 100%. That was God's promise. Look, you follow me, you'll have a land of flowing with milk and honey. And we know you can have that, but we have to turn back to the Lord. Because otherwise, we do what we're doing and we're tearing down our own walls. 
It's the Lord who rebuilds it. And so when you ask, okay, what do I do? You guys have, have told me all the wrong things that are going on. What we're telling you is the Lord. You need to follow the Lord. That's exactly it. And I think this is where it leads us to. So, you know, if you guys haven't been, why we're doing this. Um, <clears throat> so six years ago, we decided to go all over the country and teach young people uh, in schools and stuff and colleges, things we were never taught, things we were lied to about history, government. So I started talking about God's involvement in government and like how he ordains law, how our founders relied on him heavily. Were they perfect men? Absolutely not. There's a lot of flaws, but they did rely on the things of God. And so we started talking about church history, uh, American history, government, all those things. And then it started turning into like a podcast and started turning into curriculums. Now we're doing curriculums and uh, we started speaking to bigger audiences like churches and things. And now we're doing a church curriculum. So there's all these things that are happening. Why we do this is because we were lied to just as much as everyone else is. And why we do this with passion is because not just because we were lied to, but because we know the truth and we walk in it and we want everyone else to do the same. If you guys not have been to our new website, it's the self-evident truth.com. It's brand new. Uh, it's the coolest site. I think it's really neat and unique. I'm actually proud of it. I was not happy with the last one we had for five years. We finally got one that I'm really happy with. Uh, and I want to thank Joe Davis and I seven media in Kansas for doing it. They did an amazing job. If you guys have not been on it, go on it. It'll tell you all of what we do. We have blogs coming up very soon. Mike's actually hopping more on the team, uh, with what it's we're official. doing. It is it's official. official. It's official. A couple uh, of weeks, July 1st. He's really going to hop on and really help us with our uh, curriculums. He's going to help me write some things. Uh, he's going to be writing blogs and doing different things like that. It's going to be amazing. But also too, if you have not been, uh, at all joined to us, we have something called the Torchbearer Society. The Torchbearer Society is a twofold thing. One, a torchbearer carries a light in a dark world. So we see a lot of darkness out there. And we're the torchbearers. We're the light. We're the salt of the earth. We're, we're not supposed to hide our light under a bushel. We go out there with the gospel. That's our whole mission is to set people free with the gospel. But we use the government and other things going on to open that door for us to talk about Christ because it's God who ordains law. But also the torchbearer, too, is a way for, to support us monthly. So if you go online, theselfevidenttruth.com, you guys can be a torchbearer. Sign up for monthly support. Be a part of our, our mission and our, and our message and be a part of us getting out there to more kids because we're doing it, guys. We've reached so many people, man. And if you guys would hear the testimonies of some of these things, and I don't like doing testimony videos. That just sounds like a mark. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? But also, too, if you guys not have visited our apparel shop, uh, it's 1776truth.store, it. and you guys can buy our apparel. That also supports the ministry. Wear something cool. Get a great message out there. I get stopped with this shirt all the time. Absolutely. All the time. I get stopped all the time. Oh, great shirt. Where'd you get it? And I always, I'm always, i always able to talk about our ministry and what we do. And people get excited that young people are doing it. We're young people. And so if you've not been a part of that, please do. Please go online. Support the ministry. Be a part of it. We need your help. And if you guys want to make a one-time donation, there's a way to do that online. That's can send it to our P.O. box because we need your support. And the more people that are out there supporting what we're doing, the more we can get out there to do what we do because we don't do a lot of our events uh, that, that are paid. We do this because we have a heart for it. So be a part of it. We're, we're willing to go to the small groups and we need funding in order to do that because they can't afford us. <laughs> Boy, that they can't afford speakers, let exactly. alone us. Right. Yeah, they can't they, they can't afford they can't afford us so, coming in. So your donations, your being a part of the Torchbearer Society actually helps us be able to get to those small groups because we want to. But cost of flights, cost of lodging, cost of food, gas, all of that, it's real. So if you can help us out, that helps us get to those small schools, those small community groups, tea party groups, Republican groups, churches. We can get out to those small areas, right? Those pictures, Ohio, Colorado, Michigan, schools, 
we can get to school. And guys, right. we've had so many opportunities to witness to these kids and it's to amazing. get them uh, uh, the gospel of Jesus. And like they get saved. And I can't tell you how many churches I've been to and how many uh, patriot groups I've been to where the spirit of God shows up and we're able to be prophetic and lay hands on people and see them healed. There's a lot of things that happen and it's not us. We thank God that he uses us through this ministry. And, and I'm not saying we're menial, dude, we are doing it. Yep. Praise One God. Or another, no, we're no, it. we're going. No, you know, I used to say we're just a small. No, we're not. God has used us to touch lives all over the country. And I know our mandate. I know the national mandate we have. I know that our message is hot right now. But I'm not doing this because the message is hot. I'm doing it because no matter what. I remember when we started this in 2016, when President Trump got elected, we, we didn't get talked to for like two years because we got our guy. So I'm not hopping on this train of like hype. We will continue to preach this message one way or another. We'll continue to do what we do. We just need your support. One of our board members is on Nancy. And, and, and I just, I so appreciate your support. Any amount that you've sowed into our ministry, any prayer you've sowed into us, dude, we feel it because it keeps us going. Uh, I can't tell you how many times we felt like, man, is this even worth it? Mm -hmm. But dude, just to see the reactions and the messages that we get, I, it's so worth it, man, even for the one. And so God is allowing us to be used for that, also to be used in the church, uh, to go out there and be a proactive and be a part of government, be a part of local government. Uh, so there's so many things going on and we need your help. So get on there, theselfevidenttruth.com. Before we end, any comments, questions that we should cover? No, I uh, I want to know from you guys what we what you want to cover as well. So please make your comments down below what you guys want us to cover. We got so many topics to hit on, and we're going to start really getting personal with what we're doing yeah. uh, as a ministry. We want to show you how hard it is, really how easy it is to start a ministry. And, and we were going to do that this week. We kind of ran late because we had some really big... Uh, items to cover but because we hadn't been on for three weeks yeah exactly like... but in the the coming weeks what we're going to do is we're going to do a small section at the end of it talking about just kind of personal stuff personal things we're learning going through uh ministry side of things personal things because we want you guys to know look we're going through it too don't don't think that we we view ourselves as having crossed that line we're perfect or, or been made perfect or obtain all of this no, we press forward to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us. Amen, dude. And it's like the word says, some trust in horses and some trust in chariots. We trust in the Lord. We are just as flawed as everyone else is, but I trust in God. He's the one who called us to this. He called us to be at a church. He called us to be Christians. Then, Lord, keep me in that calling, please, because I need you. Just like the society needs him more and more and more. So we are totally understanding of the, the pressure of the calling and the pressure of life. We understand that. We just want to show you ways that you can start something and overcome and be a part of it and be the solution instead of just barking at the problem. Be the solution God's called you to be. Amen. So with that, again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Next week, we are going to be back doing the same thing, coming out, talking about the topics, bringing scripture to it, bringing understanding to it because God has called us to do that. So we love you guys. We'll see you guys very, very soon. Again, thank you for sharing our video. Please continue to share. Please continue to pray for this ministry. Uh, we're going to open this back up. I'm just going to prophesy this. We're going to open up our our monthly prayer and fasting day, uh, hopefully starting next month. We're going to be praying once a month, fasting and praying for this nation because we need to get back at it. So we love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much. All right. Love you guys.